Welcome to the Not Old Yet podcast, where we explore the subject of aging from a fresh new perspective. Each week, you will learn how to look, feel, and be youthful, no matter your age or stage of life. Tune in each episode to hear words of wisdom, stories of hope, and keeping it real advice from your host, Elizabeth Vanderveer. We got a beautiful story. Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Vanderveer, your host of Not Old Yet Global, and I'm here today with my good friend, Cindy Taylor, a fashionista, fashion model, and she's going to help us today get to the skinny on jeans. And jeans are a loaded thing. Hey, Cindy, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. As a fashion designer and fashion model, you've probably been into denim and jeans your whole life. People like me that have had multiple weights and fears of jeans and not knowing which ones to buy. I've had a love-hate relationship with jeans. And we're here today to kind of dissect what are jeans? When should we keep? When should we throw? When should we never buy them? How do we know if they're dated? I recently met someone in Vegas that was still wearing jeans with massive embroidery and adornments and additions. And I was like, wow, wasn't that last season? But they actually looked good, but I have no clue. And most of us don't. We buy on impulse. Sometimes we don't even try them on or look at our own body. We're just thinking we want to participate in the latest fashion trend. And so what I want to hear from you is how do we even look at denim, whether it's on the rack or in our closet? How do we know if we should buy that pair of jeans, never put them on, keep them, don't keep them? Most of us that have kept, you know, like an old denim jacket are glad over the decades. But what about jeans? Take it away, Cindy. All right. So when we're talking about jeans, we're talking about pants. We're going to leave the jean jacket to the side for this conversation. And when we think about the jeans that we already own, probably some of those that are in our closet have been there for at least five years. And oh, yeah. that's okay, depending on why they're still there. If you're still wearing them, good on you. If they don't look as good on you, then not so good on you. But <laughs> How do you They're, know if they still fit? Like, well, here's the thing is that our bodies are always changing. We may still be the same poundage when we hop on the scale. But if you look at our silhouette, our silhouette changes as we age. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. As I've mentioned before on different podcasts, if you own it, own your body, own your mind, own your spirit. You could rock just about anything. However, there are some gene don'ts that don't belong pretty much in anybody's closet, except for somebody who is itty bitty, itty bitty. And I'm talking first and foremost about the ones, for example, with pleats. Pleats are not your friend. Pleats do not flatter 
any body type. And when we have past menopause, and for those of us who have had children, our abdomens get softer. And unless you're hitting the gym and doing a strong ab routine regularly, your abs are much softer. And so what happens when you put on a pair of jeans that have pleats? And, and remember, ladies, denim shrinks. It gets shorter, but it gets tighter. So as those with the pleats, you put them on at your waist, your soft lower abdomen is going to fill the pleat area, therefore protruding just ever so much. And those pleats are actually emphasizing that area that you don't want attention to. Well, so, that goes for guys too. These are oh, yes. what we call the mom jeans and the dad jeans of days gone by. Yes. Did mom and dad jeans and men get that roll and that muffin top and all that. And they fill it out too. And it's a very distinct look and denim. That's a good idea. If you look at a piece of jeans, or if you look at jeans, if they have pleats in the front pass is a pretty yes. good idea. The yes. new mom and dad jeans though, that are popular, people like the Kardashians made them popular again, are higher waisted, but they're pleat free, right? Yes. Uh, the really high waist, the ones from the 70s, if you wore them in the 70s, don't wear them now. Mm. High waist will emphasize two different things. It will emphasize the derriere, the bum, and it will also emphasize the distance between the top of your waist and the crotch level. Both of these areas are, for the most part, not as attractive as so many other parts of your body. But this is all drawing attention to that. And so, so what should you look for in a higher-waisted gene? Like, I'm a long-waisted individual, and there's things there that I don't want to emphasize in the front of the abdomen. So what should I be going in and saying is good for my body type? So what, what we want to look for is a mid-high rise. And so that could be something right around your uh, navel. And uh, it does not sit exactly on your waist. And for those who have worn low-rise or what we in our day called hip huggers, many, especially the younger generations, don't realize that the smallest part of their midsection is their waist. And if you put your hands on it, it's above your hip bone. And they think it's lower at the hip bone. That's not the waist. So if and I'm so buying a pair of jeans, how do I even know what size, like 28, 30, oh. 32, if it's going to be on the hip? Do I measure my hip or do I just have to go try on pairs and pairs? Which you is have what to I end try up. it on. You have to try it on. Um, the only way to do that is in a dressing room to find your size because all of these designers are all over the world and none of them are going to be an exact science. Plus your measurements. Most women don't know their exact measurements on a regular basis. So what they may think is maybe a 28. They're thinking that because they found a pair of jeans and it's stamped on the inside 28. So they go, oh, I'm a 28. No, that's not the case. It's not a universal thing. So 
your dressing room is your best friend. And mm -hmm. remember, look 360 when you're trying it. <laughs> also yeah. keep in mind the shoes that you're planning on wearing with those jeans. So try to keep in mind the pair of jeans with several different types of shoes, and then you'll end up wearing those jeans much, much more. So can any body type wear any style? It's just a matter of fit. Like I think of straight leg, flared leg, boot cut, low rise, high rise. Is it really just okay for anybody to wear anything or should we be looking at those things very individually? Yes, look at them individually. Even though we know that skinny jeans have been very popular the last couple of years. 40% of all jeans that are sold. We just looked this up before the podcast. 40% are skinny jeans. That's terrifying because 70% of the U.S. apparently is overweight and obese. <laughs> so we should not be wearing skinny jeans. No. But this is serious business. $16.4 billion a year in jeans. So obviously we are buying denim. We've talked before about a great place to go look for denim is at uh, secondhand stores and consignment shops. Mm -hmm. So talk us through how you pick a pair of jeans for your body type. I've given Not Your Daughter jeans a plug before because I, they're reasonably priced and they're stretchy, but they maintain their shape pretty well, which is hard because it's a push-pull between comfort and you know maintaining the shape of the denim. You don't want them to look like jeggings. You know They can get pretty soft and pliable really fast right. and then they I bought a pair at Uniqlo I loved them but they were so soft and buttery they just almost fell apart not fall apart in terms of the stitching but just like they lost their shape so talk us through how to evaluate denim and how much stretch should we be looking for I remember as a kid you know Levi 501s with zero stretch and I think they were pre-washed wasn't that their big claim to fame was that Levi's wouldn't, or maybe you had to account for the stretch. I honestly can't remember, but sizing and that shrinkage was a real problem. Does denim always shrink, like jeans always? Or I thought there was those pre-washed ones. Or should we always be buying denim a little too big? No, don't buy them too big. Buy them according to the size that you are. They will shrink a bit. Most of them will shrink in the length. And so that's where you have to keep that in mind. And is that because of how they're woven or why in the length versus anything else? It's not how it's woven, it's how it's cut. It's how the pattern is laid out on the fabric. So it will shrink up and it won't necessarily shrink in. Some will, depending on how they're cut, if, if they've taken the fabric and they've twisted it and then they've laid it out differently, but 95% of them will shrink in the length. Okay. So here's, here's a couple of things that you want to look for when you're looking at jeans. And let's start with what you've probably already got in your closet. And that will help you know what to keep and what to toss. Most women have seven pair of jeans in their wow. closets. Whether they wear them all or not, most of them have seven pair. 
So sizing is one issue and then style is another. Seven pairs of jeans most likely means seven different time periods that you bought them. Styles were different each year over year and colors and fade and distress and adornments. Holy cow. Okay, so take us through our closet and our average seven pairs of jeans. All right, so we have seven pair. And first thing you want to do is you want to try them all on. Yes. And you want to ask yourself, when did I wear this last? <laughs> if ever. If the last time you wore it was four and a half years ago, look at it closely and ask yourself, am I ever going to wear this again? Hey, I have a question. Is there any kind of guideline as to how long it takes for a style to come back in? So if you're at four and a half years and you have seven years, okay, so I'm at four and a half years, let's say, and I'm looking at my denim. How do I know if I want to keep it for another two and a half to that magical seven year mark when maybe I can wear them again? How do you know if a style... Well, obviously no one knows, but what's your best suggestion for if it will ever come back or was that just a fashion don't that's never going to come back? So if we have seven on average in our closet, should we be looking to cull that down to four, do you think? No, no, that's the, the, no, the number isn't the issue. Okay. First and foremost, it's the fit. Ask if it fits you up and again, look at it 360 and be critical, be a good eye. And if you if you don't have the capability to do that, bring in a friend with a discerning eye. And they will be honest, sometimes brutally so, but that's our friends. So then was it something that you bought on impulse? Was it something you have rarely worn, if at all? And if, if any of those questions add, say, oh my gosh, no, 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 then it's time for it to go. It's taken up space. That's expensive real estate that you need elsewhere. So if it's got, you know, all the doodads on it, all the bells and the whistles and so forth, honey, it's not coming back. (laughs) Get over it. So, all right. Now let's talk about one. Sometimes this is the problem. Sometimes we spend so much money on those trendy things. Like I have girlfriends and guy friends that spend hundreds of dollars on that denim on the jeans and then they go out of style and you're just like hating to throw it out and yet it sounds like you're saying those highly adorned jeans with all the patterns and everything are not coming back highly unlikely no they won't they just won't and if you're still wearing them now in 2019 it's time to change right Definitely. Okay, keep going. Think along these lines, more classic cuts. And so if if you're still wearing the boot cut jeans that have a fade of the gray tin where you can really see a lot of the white threading going up and down and it's pockets on the back and it's got bedazzled pockets and all of this, oh, say goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> it's past time. Say goodbye. Give it a good farewell card and lots of love and let it go. Here's a couple of things regarding embellishments. If the embellishments are on the backside, that's where the attention is going to go. 
-hmm. And unless you're built like this, it's going to emphasize everything. It's going to make it grander because that is where the eye is focused. If that's what you want, do it. But most of us don't want that. Mm -hmm. So think about that both ways. And that goes several embellishments. Uh, About a year and a half ago, we started getting tuxedo striping down jeans. Mm. That lasted for a nanosecond. (laughs) That was gone. It was just like, wow, that passed us by. That was like lightning speed. That was gone. And those are the buys, the impulse buys we want to avoid. Because well, that's why I'm a big fan of places like Ross, because you don't have to break the bank to do something trendy. But a lot of people don't know that the average American can gain up to 10 pounds a year. So if you've been keeping something in your closet for five years, it's possible that you've put on a lot of pounds and that stuff is not going to fit you no matter what for a great deal of time until you do the work and make the effort. And then it may not even be in style after that. So a lot of people make the mistake of going into their closet or their drawers or whatnot, and they just look at things. They don't try them on. So getting real with yourself and trying things on and then saying, you know, number one, it looks like crap. Number two, it doesn't fit or I don't like the fabric or it it tugs or when I sit down, it shows my you know, butt crack. That happens a lot with those skinny, not just skinny jeans, but the low rise. When they bend over, or it's just not, you got to be careful, like you said. Crack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one needs to see a butt crack. So you said when you first go to the store, look at the shape and the adornments. Mm-hmm. And then what about the color and the rinse? Talk us through color and fade and all that other, you said whiskering. I had never even heard of that, but now I know what it is. Okay, so when when we're referring to the rinse and the fade and so forth, we're talking about the technique of the denim to get it to look like it's older, to get it look like it's already care-worn. And so the whiskering, when you sit down, for example, and you've got the lines that are naturally there that your thighs make because from standing, you're now sitting like so. And the whiskering comes out this way. And it's a lighter technique. And they call it whiskering because it looks from the center seam, it fades out just like that, like a cat's whiskers. And those will be lighter to emphasize those. And that gives it that careworn look. And it's the same thing regarding the fade. The fade is what we refer to as you having a darker silhouette and then it comes in lighting. It's that ombre effect. It's all the same blue, but it's a lighter and then it goes back to the darker. And it emphasizes the curve or the shape of your leg or your bum. This can be a good thing and it can also come back to bite you in the bum because if the rear end is too light and there's too much of it and it's overemphasized, again, that's where your attention's going to go and it's just going to make you look larger, which we don't want. You know, so it's fascinating. I just saw two people on the street that it actually like triggered me to say, that's too much. One was a guy that had too much fade on the front of his thighs and it literally made them look like thunder thighs. It was yeah. such an impressive fade job. So that's a really good point. And the other one was a distressing, a woman right. that 
almost looked like the pants were going to fall off and there was less actually attached to each other than there was the distress and the holes and the rips and the it looked like she was wearing something so tattered it wasn't going to stay on her body and it was clearly denim that was two things that i thought was just crazy but both of those as i understand it and i'm not trying to get preachy here but they both are post production very laborious aren't they and toxic things that get done to jeans like it takes human power it takes electricity it takes dye or uh, bleach and it takes effort am i wrong i thought to do all this distressing and fading in jeans was something that was pretty major to the denim process it does and let's also not confuse the two terms there's distressing and there's destroyed and the almost not there jeans that is destroyed that's where you can see for the most part a good part of your legs and even the lower backside of yourself yes. and a distressing is different a distressing is a technique where it's almost shredded maybe at the kneecap and at the back pocket on one and there might be a tear here and there where it's also the threads have been pulled but in a way too where it's subtly stitched around that tear where it's not going to continue to shred with washing and washing as denim will do once it's cut is that a post production thing to make that distressing and does someone have to hand do that no, it's not done by hand. It's all by machine. Oh. And it's all intentional because the same manufacturer will end up running out thousands and thousands of pairs of jeans with the exact same style and the same distressing. So, for example, if, if you were to get a catalog in the mail and look at a pair of slightly distressed jeans, if you bought that for yourself, and your friend or your sister also bought them the exact same pair, you would all three have the exact same distressing in the same place. Is it done after the jeans are uh, seamed into jeans, or is it done just on the raw no. denim? No, it's, it's done as it's cut. So wow. there's a patterning for it. The pattern will show where the distressing is going to be, and it's all run and cut at that time before any of it is stitched together. So from a fashion point of view, how much distressing is too much? Like you mentioned, maybe the pocket and a little bit over the knee. Like where should we cut it off with that distressing? And I'm assuming distressing is still in style now in 2019, here to stay? Just a little bit. The destroyed jeans are gone. And as the pendulum swings, usually anything to the extreme lasts a season, if that. And so the destroyed gene is gone. And the destroyed gene is something that no one at 50 and above really should be wearing. We shouldn't be looking at that anyway. It's, it's a very, very young audience that goes out for that. And what I mean by young, I'm talking about mm -hmm. teens to maybe early 20s, and that's it. The mild distressing, maybe a pulling of the threads at the knee or even a small tear and something on one of the back pockets, that's fine for now, but they are also on their way out. So I would wear them in a very casual place, casual setting, a picnic in a park or something like that, playing with the kids or grandkids. 
and knocking around the house, washing the car, whatever, and leave the major designs of anything off to the side because you're not going to get a lot of longevity out of it. So let's go back to what you might have in your closet, how we can make it timeless if you don't have much in there and you're looking for what I should be looking at now, what is coming in for the fall, what will carry me through the winter till next year. The so you mentioned fit, try it all on. What about style of jean and rinse at this point? What should we look okay. for in our closet? Well, that's what I was just going to be talking about was the style. So the skinny jeans are on their way out. And what we're seeing now is a straight up and down. It's a straight leg. Or you can still use the slim fit. The slim fit is forgiving. It okay, what's the difference between straight leg and slim fit? I don't understand. That's where I was just going. So it fits nicely. Both will fit nicely through the hip and the upper thigh area. And then as they get down towards the knee, the slim fit won't hug it, but it will follow the shape nicely. And uh, as it gets to your calf, the same. Now, the, the difference is that it's not form-fitting like a skinny jean. And as it gets closer to the ankle, it tapers down. It tapers in ever so slightly, and I mean ever so slightly. And that jean should come at least to your ankle, if not just a little lower. And then the straight leg is going to be just that. If you take a pair of jeans and you hold it out, that leg is going to be even from the thigh to the ankle will be the same measurement. Oh, okay. And and that is, is a really good user-friendly pant that will look good on everybody. So just pretty much straight up and down. Very straight. Just very very boxy. Think 501 jeans back in the day regarding the leg cut. I'm only referring to the leg cut right now, not the rinse, not the heaviness of the denim or anything like that. What it's is a boot cut? What does okay, that mean? So the boot cut, the boot cut is shaped again. It's a slim fit until it gets to the calf, the upper part of the calf. It will then taper in, and then it tapers out ever so slightly, not to be confused with the flare, but this is only wide enough to go over any kind of a wider boot. A cowboy boot was originally what it was designed for. Oh, but it that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's just a little wider at the bottom to go right. over a boot and a yes. little flare. Yeah. And so those are actually not really a cowboy should and you're not wearing boots should you ever wear a boot cut? I mean who would yeah, sure. Sure, it's still a classic. I wouldn't wear it all the time, but it's a very forgiving style and it's a gentle style especially if it's not skin tight which we don't want anyway. And then there are the flares. The flares when we think of flares, we're going to go back to the 70s. And then the youth oriented went into that because of the Coachella phase mm. and the hippie style of that, which is also the extreme high waist. But you can still wear the flares. The flares are a fun thing because they're denim. They're not going to be as universal as a flare that's out of a, a regular fabric, a cotton blend or linen or something like yeah. that doesn't move as much but no no so it's a fun thing to do but i you know i wouldn't run to the stores and get one if you don't have one just kind you of know like 
I really haven't seen that take off. Of course, the Kardashians, again, Kendall, I believe it was, modeled some that were adorable at Coachella, exactly what you said. But I haven't seen it take off in the stores or even on the streets as much as it was a great editorial, basically. (laughs) But it's not something that everybody wants to run out and get those jeans. They were high-waisted and flat front and flared. They looked adorable on her, but I think most of us, and certainly a certain age, we have to be careful of all that. So what would you keep right about now out of those seven pairs if you're evaluating? Or If I would keep a boyfriend style that you have, something that you can cuff, something that is comfortable, that would be slightly slouchy, just slightly oversized, something that hangs on your hips and is just comfortable. It's adorable in the fall with an oversized sweater and just a a great pair of trainers and just knocking around. It's very cute. And you can also do the high-low thing, which I like to do frequently, and then put on a dressier top with a boyfriend-style jean and then wear some feminine shoes with it, Esper Girls, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a real cute look that women over 50 can easily wear. So uh, keep that in your closet. Keep also not a skinny jean, but a slim fit jean. Keep that slim fit jean in a really dark rinse. So we're talking about a dark navy, a dark denim color. Mm-hmm. If you've got it in black, that's great too. If you have both, fine. Stay away from the lighter, pale blues and the really pale fades. Uh, no, that's, that's not a good look on anybody. Anybody. And also, if you took up- I think can look very dated. I'm thinking about one person, and this happens a lot with women as they age. They keep that one comfortable pair of jeans and that style, and they'll keep going back and buying it again and again. Let's just say it's a Lee jean, high waist, typical, you know, slim fit or straight leg. And, you know, they just don't vary the color or anything from it. Can get very dated. What do you think about medium rinse? I agree. One good pair of dark rinse jeans, straight leg, no pleats, medium to high waist, whatever works for your body. Great idea. But what about, should we throw out the lighter weight or lighter color? When I'm talking about lighter color, I'm talking about the paler blue. A medium rinse is different. If you want a medium, I like the medium to medium dark rinse Mm -hmm. for a boyfriend jean. The darker colors on the lower half of the body bring the eye back up towards the face and what we call the bust area just from here up. And that's where you want most of your attention. You don't want your attention down here. You don't want people coming going, oh, hi. No, 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 no. It's up here. It's up here. So... If you can go with the darker colors, it's more flattering to the body, especially the lower half, but it minimizes everything and it brings up the attention to the face. It's a nice focus. It's a nice presentation. And also, if you've got a straight leg jean in your closet, it should be a medium dark to a darker rinse as well. And if you don't have one, take a look at those in the store now. They're just coming out for fall, for winter. And they will be your new friend. And you can easily wear those over boots as well. You'll have to put the boots on after you get dressed. 
but they're also slim enough that they can go inside most foods. So mm -hmm. that's a really good tip. And as far as the colors, if you lean more towards the darker side, you can get away with wearing them in more different circumstances because they're easier to dress up and dress down. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's good advice. I like the, the advice to do dark, plain, straight leg. Be sure to have one of those pairs in your closet because they're going to be uh, highly versatile. What about white jeans, black jeans, other types of colors? Black jeans are great. Black jeans will take you anywhere. And I've got two pair of black jeans and one is more casual in its look. Both have a little bit of a elastane or a spandex, if you will, in it. So it's a little forgiving and which is great. We all need that certain times mm -hmm. and they go with everything. So the black jean is a really good option. White jeans, be really careful with white jeans. If they're the lighter denim with too much elastane or spandex in it, if you've got those times where you're holding in water weight or you've added a few pounds or whatever, that pair of jeans that may have fit you pretty nicely a month before may not now. So wear it with a critical eye. And the, the part you want to look at is actually in the mirror at the back, the back of the thighs, because there's going to be a ripple effect that will show up in white that doesn't show up in the darker colors. And that is not flattering. ladies. Oh, that's interesting. I've seen that a lot in, uh, didn't realize that. Yeah. Darker jeans are much more forgiving and hiding things and mm -hmm. white jeans. The ones that I've seen that I like on people are thicker and they're just more formal, if you will. White anything on the lower part of the body can be really dicey. What about zipper versus buttons? And should we even care? And do the buttons open up differently if it's a male garment versus a female garment? I was told that like 50 years yes. ago and I've held on to it. So yes, they do. What, should we wear male, female pants? What I mean, you did mention boyfriend jeans. Uh, yeah. What's a, a boyfriend jean just means it's kind of slouchy, right? And comfortable. Yes. It's just slightly, it's slightly over, just slightly oversized. And but uh, what about zippers and buttons? Like 501 jeans for years were only button up, button down, I think they called it. And yes. then now zippers are everywhere. And when, when should you care? Or do you, is it just all fit? It's all fit. I have a pair of 501 jeans that I've had for a couple of decades, at least, probably maybe 25 years. And my favorite pair of jeans, they're comfortable. They just do not wear out. And when I'm, when I'm talking about the 501 jeans that I have, think in your mind, Ralph Lauren and the jeans that he usually wears, except mine don't puddle around my ankle. Mine fit my body. And I love them. And they are 501 button fly jeans. Mm -hmm. Do I wear them all the time? No, no. There's a, there's time and place for everything. But for the most part, I like the zipper fly. So another thing I, I want to bring up to everyone's attention is that when you're looking at a pair of jeans, and you can see this before you even put it on, but do try it on uh, if it's a style that you think might work with you. 
take a look at the zipper front. If the, the bottom seam of the crotch is here, and let's say the waist is about this high, and the zipper is only this big, when you put it on, if there's that much room in the seam before the zipper starts, then all of this, and it shows up more with a lighter, where we're going to a medium rinse and, and lighter, uh, but mostly medium rinse is what I've seen this, is that this will emphasize your nether reasons, <laughs> your, your lady parts, and uh, the attention will go right there. And are we I, talking about camel toe, or are we talking yeah, about... Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Whether you have it or not, it will emphasize, it will make it look like you do. Oh, wow. And, and for okay, me, so as a designer, it is just such a horrible thing to do. You need to describe it again, Cindy, because you did a lot with your hands. And for our listeners that aren't able to see this podcast, so sure. what are we talking about? You're saying that the zipper is installed in a length of fabric that's longer than the zipper? So, well, all right. So we've got the distance between the inseam and that goes to the front where the the snap or the button is at the waist mm -hmm. and so the zipper should be proportionally long enough to be able to go from the top of the pubic area up to the closure mm -hmm. but if it's not if it's like a three inch zipper for example or a four inch zipper that's not long enough and so you're showing a lot of dead space below that zipper start and that's where the eye will go and whether you have camel toe or not this because it's denim and the seams are darker it's still going to look like you have it this is not flattering on anyone and so the zipper needs to be longer if you see one like that bypass it there are so many pairs of jeans out there find one that flatters you everywhere now let's go to the back side and let's talk about the pockets. If the pockets are really small and they're spaced on the outside and you happen to have a more hippie, uh, larger derriere, this is going to make the backside look bigger. Mm -hmm. And that also is true with pockets that have flaps on it. If you are one of these few women that have no hind end, those pockets are going to be your friend because they're going to add shape. They're going to add a feminine curve to you that everyone finds attractive. So as we age, we lose our butts. We all know that. We do. And interestingly, the Brazilian butt lift is one of the most popular medical procedures today. And it's one of the most dangerous. But you can actually enhance your butt with clothing really nicely. So yes. What do you want to do if you have a smaller butt with jeans? You want to find jeans that have a back pocket flap. And the back pocket should be large enough to be able to balance out the backside. And so you don't want the pockets too small and you don't want the pockets spread further out closer to the outside of the hip. You want them to the backside where the plumpness of the bum usually is. And actually, that's the best place for the pockets for anyone universally. If the pockets are closer to the inseam, 
but they're still regular size or larger, not the small ones. It's actually going to de-emphasize the size of the backside. Right. And so the placement and the size of the pockets and the type of the pockets is instrumental as to how your rear end is going to be seen. And what yeah, I see a lot of people, male and female, that have the jeans start at the above the buttocks, but they just hang on the hips. They have no buttock enhancement at all. They just kind of hang and they have no butt. And then the jean, you know, the leg starts. Right. You think that if they just moved it up a couple of inches, had something to kind of grab that butt rather than just, you know, lay on the bottom of the hip. Mm -hmm. would make them have a much better shape. So from the mm -hmm. side, they just look, you know, straight up and down. And right. not a very flattering look. You could get a lot of shape in jeans now. I mean, obviously, they have the ones that actually have padding in them too, which is a pretty extreme thing and not something most of us need. We have plenty of padding, but we need it to just kind of be held into a shape a little better. So if someone has a very small butt, which happens as we age, or we just get out of proportion. Do you want adornments on that pocket or is it just the shape of the pocket that you want? It's the shape of the pocket and it's also an outer flap. And so you've seen outer flaps on pockets with jackets, for example, mm -hmm. um, uh, both at uh, the, the breast or the chest pockets as well as the side pockets on a larger coat or jacket. And so that added flap adds bulk, adds shape, and that can help emphasize curve where there isn't any or very little. Yeah, great idea. So uh, now here's, here's another thing too, and that is when you're looking at a pair of jeans, look at the hem length and ask yourself, what kind of shoes am I going to be wearing this with and how can I get through the best part of the life of this pair of jeans the most ways. And so you don't want your jeans too long and you don't want them too short. And a lot, obviously, a lot of this is going to depend on the length of your legs. And so for the most part, if you can get it to your ankle or slightly below, and what I mean slightly below, I mean like about an inch, that should carry you most of the way. Keep in mind, most jeans are going to shrink. And so if you want to have it a little longer, that would take care of that shrinkage. So if you are also someone who is shorter and you find a great pair of jeans, they fit everywhere except they're way too long. Take them to That's a good me. tailor. Take them to a good tailor. He'll have you put them on. He or she will have you put them on and they will cut it and hem it. And when I say by hemming it, even if you may have a, a sewing machine and you, you use it moderately, using a regular needle on denim when you've got one, two, three different thicknesses of the denim will break your needle. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult, especially going through the seam side of it. And that's why a tailor comes in really nicely. And they don't charge very much at all for that. So I recently uh, pulled out a pair of jeans out of my closet that had tags on and decided to wear them. I was thrilled to have them. And they were way too long, as usual. I'm short. 
and I just cut them and then rolled them up. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a recommended thing to do, but it worked for me. But when should we know if we should roll something up or roll something in, hem it, cuff it? When? How do we know that? And at what point on the body do we turn up the cuff? Is it at the ankle? Um, okay. So it depends really on the width at the ankle. If it's a slim fit or a skinny jean and you want to roll it up, try that with real slim, like maybe a one inch cuff twice. And if that's enough then uh, to bring it up, then that should work. And it really looks very cute with a pair of flat sandals, sneakers, but it also looks great with a pair of strappy heels or uh, pointed toed heels. But here's also this. If you are very short and you are cuffing your jeans substantially, and by that I mean about three inches or so, mm -hmm. and maybe you've even rolled the jeans twice for that to get that three inch, what you're doing is in, in rolling it in, the inside of most denim is much lighter than the outside. Correct. And so you're adding a band of color at the lower half of your legs. And when I'm talking about someone much shorter, let's talk about someone who's about five feet tall, for example, five one, somewhere in there. Well, when you're looking at the distance between the lower part of their knee and their ankle, you're probably talking only about 12 inches. And so if you've got a cuff, a thick cuff that's three to four inches, then you've just cut that part of your leg in half. Mm. And so by really doing so, visually, you've become shorter. Hmm. And then the width of the ankle area, rather than it tapering down, with the added shortness, has added a few pounds to your legs. Hmm. So what you could do instead... Well, that was not the look I was going for. <laughs> no, but it, and it also depends on the thickness or the width of the pants because if you could also do that by bringing it up just a little above the ankle so where you can see the ankle you can see the slimness of the ankle and that will help if the jeans are more boyfriend friendly type of jeans so mm -hmm. what you would do in the reverse is unless you're talking about several inches if you're only talking about two to three inches you can do reverse cuff so turn it in, turn mm -hmm. it and fold it under, and just with your hands, crease it around and then pull it taut down. And it will look like as if it's all, uh, that's the way it was cut and fit and finished off. That way you can also manipulate it with different pairs of shoes. But the height- Also it gives you an idea of what length you want before you take it to the tailor to have yes. your jeans hemmed is try a few different rolled in and under length. Right, right. So um, when, let's talk about the tailor for another minute. You can also take a pair of jeans. You like the look, you like the rinse, you <laughs> like the style, everything about it. But there's a few things about it that bother you. For example, I tend to be a little more on the hippie side and my, my waist is very, very small. The curvature of my spine 
emphasizes both the, the smallness of the back of my waist as well as my hip and butt area. So what I have done, I haven't had to take it a tailor because I'm a designer, I can do this on my own, but most people don't have that background. So obviously this is where your tailor comes in again. Take your jeans, try them on in front of your tailor. They will look at the back area of the jeans and take it in in very subtle places to where it fits you like a dream. It will fit you so that when you sit down, when you lean over, when you squat down, you're not going to have that back pocket that opens up regardless of the rise. Mm -hmm. You still don't like to have that excess. And it should fit as comfortably, nicely, not tight. Uh, tailors are a great craft to go to, and they don't charge you a lot at all. Sure. And if you've got a good pair of jeans, and let's face it, ladies, jeans these days have been very, very expensive for way too long. And you, I'm not even talking about $100 pair of jeans. I'm just talking about a reasonable amount for jeans. If you're going to really wear them, you want them to fit you well, flatter you, and be comfortable, go to a tailor. Drop 10 bucks. Have it fitted just for you. And you will thank yourself so many times over. Yeah, very good advice. So just to recap, keep the fitted, slim fit, dark rinse, minimal distressing, minimal adornments, medium to high waistline, uh, zippers and buttons are all good. Uh, do the 360 and have a little help from a friend if you need anything tucked in or pulled in and um, altered. And what else? Oh, no pleats, of course. And keep the uh, skinny, even though that makes up 40% of the purchases in a $16.4 billion business for jeans. That's, that'll uh, be changing. That will be changing. Skinny jeans are not going to be as popular? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm rather uh, shocked at the stage of, or the state of denim, you know, just how it's become so stretchy and so distressed. And we've kind of lost that polished, crisp look that I always see on you. I mean, you wear jeans really well, just like Jane Fonda. And, you know, a good pair of jeans in the right situation are just invaluable as a fashion tool. But bad jeans, dated jeans, ill-fitting jeans, uh, the wrong color, the wrong style, just can totally take away from your message as an individual. And I, I think it's huge. I mean, there's really a fashion don't with denim. And just the fact that 40% of everybody's wearing skinny jeans when we probably shouldn't be alone should get us to take a look at denim in a new way. Any Final parting comments, Cindy, we love having your input and all of your style ideas because you've helped me so much learn how, what to keep, what to throw, what to put on, what to save for the next fashion trend. What else? Any final comments on denim or jeans? We'll talk about denim another time because that's a huge, huge yes. topic. But today we're really just talking about good old jeans. Jeans are a staple and they're classic. They have been a classic since the 60s. And actually, if you look back even before that, Marilyn Monroe 
would work out in a workout or uh, like a sports bra back then or a bathing suit top and a man's pair of button fly jeans. No way. Yes, yes. I've seen oh, a photo. We need to look for that photo. Back and she's pumping iron and uh, it's a great photo and it's from the 50s. Wow. And there's a photo of my mother and this was, she was a teenager. Oh, I'm going to say probably 16, 17 years old. And she's wearing a pair of buttonfly Levi jeans that she cut off and very short. And she had them rolled about one inch. And then she's wearing a man's cotton plaid shirt that she had tied just under her bust. And she was wearing a pair of moccasins. How adorable is that? But that was a long time ago. It was in the 40s. So wow. it's been a long time, fashion-wise. Yeah. So when did jeans actually start to be sold? That was in the 1800s. Okay. When Levi Strauss created them for the workers hmm. because they were so durable. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, Levi's is still a, a market leader and... Pretty impressive, but we definitely need to tackle denim another time. But this definitely helps me. I've culled out my jeans. I actually was sitting here actually regretting a couple of pairs that I threw out. And I threw them out because of sizing, not because of color, distressing, or anything else. And now I wish I had them back. It's very frustrating when you throw out denim. But there's a thrift store close by my house. So I'm going to go <laughs> look at some more denim because I'm anxious to see what I can get that's not new, that's not causing new harm to the environment or anything else. And right. there's some amazing stuff out there. Great denim advice. So thank you so much, Cindy. We look forward to talking to you again. Once again, I'm Elizabeth from Not Old Yet Global. Thank you so much. Leave us your comments and hit that like and subscribe button. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks again, Cindy. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye.